Hello and welcome to the Helix Reviews Podcast. My name is David Arrington, bringing you reviews from a Christian Geek worldview. And today on the show, I'm going to be reviewing The Black Phone. And then after that, I'm going to uh, talk about some pro-life movies in honor of uh, Roe v. Wade being overturned. And we'll get to that when we get to that. Let's talk about The Black Phone. What's new? The flyer. The paper's calling the grabber. I wish you wouldn't call him that. You don't actually believe that story, do you? Because he can't hear you, and he doesn't really take kids that safe. Oh, <laughs> you goof. Well, isn't that just peachy keen? You need some help? You see that? Yeah. <laughs> I am a part-time magician. Are those black balloons in there? The Black Phone. Finney Shaw is a 13-year-old boy who is abducted by a sadistic killer known as the Grabber. When a disconnected phone on the wall of where he's being kept begins to ring, Finney discovers that he can hear voices from unknown people even though this phone has been disconnected. Would you like to see a magic trick? I have an announcement to make. One of our students, Finney Blake, was abducted. What if I could help the police find Finney? Themes, messages, ideas, this is the part of the show where I uh, dive into the thematic elements of the movie. And this movie, I think, is very interesting thematically because uh, Scott Derrickson, if you don't know, he's the director of this. He's also the director of uh, Doctor Strange and Sinister and uh, some other uh, horror movies. That, that seems to be his focus mostly is horror movies. And if, if you don't know, he's a Christian. He occasionally watching some of his movies you can kind of see some of those kind of themes popping out even in like Doctor Strange you know even though I, I have some kind of mixed ideas on what Doctor Strange is about like on the messages on it I, I don't like some of the messages but part of what Doctor Strange was saying is that like open your I open your mind to the idea of there being a supernatural world be open to this because there is a supernatural world out there it's kind of one of the themes of Doctor Strange kind of pulling from a, a Christian worldview there but his movies tend to have the themes that are that are more on that level of like maybe good themes and more you know solid themes and stuff but never too specifically like very christian themes at least from the most of his movies that i've seen uh this one is different in that respect it, it has a, a lot of christian imagery maybe catholic imagery i don't know if he's a catholic or where he falls on that spectrum but but definitely some very christian imagery in here you got characters praying to jesus jesus specifically called out and, and throughout the course of the movie uh it's it's kind of one of the thematic like arcs in the movie is uh somebody like struggling with whether uh jesus is real or not and whether this person should be praying to Jesus and or not and, and like kind of asking for a miracle and all this kind of stuff and, and kind of ultimately the movie kind of comes down on yes like God is real Jesus is real and he is uh, somebody that is still active in the world today because that's another thing that's kind of brought up is like okay wait is Jesus real but he's just not really active in the world anymore today or God's not you know the, the whole time clock thing you know where he winds up the clock and then lets it go kind of thing but the, you know that idea is kind of brought up but 
then dismissed because God is active in the world still today. He's not a distant God. He is a God that is still intimately involved with people and with humans. And that's kind of the thematic stuff coming through in this movie. He's still involved in the world today doing miracles and things like that. Uh, and that's a big theme in this movie, and that's like a very solid, good Christian theme. Like, if I'm going to count down my favorite Christian movies again at some point, this movie could end up on there because I, I, would, I would consider this a, a Christian movie, despite it having some you know, curse words and some things in here that, that to might not typically land in a Christian movie. It definitely has the Christian themes, Christian messages, and very much explicitly so, uh, less implicitly so, like uh, some of his movies, which I, I really appreciated. I, I really liked that aspect of the black phone. Really cool. Uh, it also has thematic elements of, like, standing up for yourself and not just uh, just relying on other people to stand up for you. Some of those kind of themes. Some, some you know, fine stuff there, some solid stuff uh, outside of that, but to me the, the biggest thing, then the biggest thing that surprised me about this movie is how uh, directly Christian this movie is especially coming from a Hollywood kind of movie Who are you? You know all our names? You're getting out of here Please Please let the dreams be real. See the wall in front of you? I tore a long cable loose from down there. There's a combination lock on the inside of the storm door. What's the combination? I was looking forward to this movie because it, it the trailers looked really good and you know Scott Derrickson can be kind of hit or miss for me but I am always intrigued with what he's gonna do uh, a big part of that is because he's a Christian I'm, I'm curious to see what some of the thematic elements of that is gonna be so I was very intrigued with this movie and uh, Ethan Hawke dude Ethan Hawke in here is the the grabber he's this masked man that kidnaps children he is so creepy he is so so effective in this movie of just swapping back and forth between trying to, you know, he, he's trying to kind of be presentable to the kids sometimes, and then sometimes he's this very kind of evil, menacing kind of character, and uh, just an absolutely creepy, eerie performance from Ethan Hawke. Really good. Uh, Madison Thames is Finney, is, is the, the lead character, the, the kid that gets kidnapped. Surprisingly good, like some good child acting in here. Uh, Madeline McGraw plays Gwen, his sister. So those are like the two main child actors in this movie. Of Actually, there's several kind of child actors when you in the school and some of the stuff near the beginning of the movie. But these are the two main child actors, and they're both surprisingly good. I guess it reminds me of Stranger Things in the sense that it's like they, they know how to use these child actors to... to get a good performance out of them as opposed to a, a lot of movies with child actors where they're kind of eh, maybe not that great. This, these are some some very surprisingly solid performances out of these two and I really liked the character that they were building up between these. Like the the relationship between these two I think is really good. They they have like a, a deadbeat drunkard dad. The dynamic there, you know, is is full of tension and they they uh, they built some interesting things with that, even with the, the dad character who is in it less 
less than I expected, I guess. Uh, he like they even added some little character twists with him that I thought were very interesting. And both the main characters here, I think, are are very interesting characters that are are well developed over the course of the movie. And because of the relationship that they build up with these characters and stuff, it's it, it lends to kind of a very kind of heartfelt tone to this movie uh more so than you get in most horror movies i would say uh you know the the relationship between these characters is built up well i think in here uh horror movie wise it's definitely intense you know you, you got this really creepy performance from ethan hawk leading to some very intense edge of your seat kind of sequences but then are, are kind of broken up at times with parts of the movie that I thought were a bit goofy, maybe a bit cheesy. Uh, I, I don't, and I'm, I'm not quite decided if it was intentionally like a little bit goofy or if it was like unintentionally a little bit goofy at points. Like, like I, I honestly, I can't quite tell if it was like, if they were kind of going for that or not. Uh, but it was like a little bit goofy at points. And I was like, I, I don't know if this fits quite with the tone of the more intense stuff that they're doing, but for the most part, for me, it works. Like it, it didn't really take too much away from the movie. There was just a couple moments where I was like, it really, that, that seems a bit strange. That seems a bit goofy almost. That said, for the most part, it is very intense. It's kind of edgy your seat kind of stuff. Uh, I like uh, him being in there trying to figure out how to get out. So he's there. There's a decent chunk of the movie where he's just in there and he's looking around the room trying to figure out, okay, can I get to this? Can I do that? Can I, and, and trying to figure out all these ways. I like him trying to figure all this stuff out. There's some uh, jump scares in here to different varying degrees of success. Uh, Jump scares can work in a movie, but but horror movies should not rely on jump scares. Uh, this movie, it's it doesn't rely like so heavily on jump scares or anything. It's it's not that kind of horror movie, I guess. But it does have some kind of needless jump scares. I thought there was like a part where a jump scare happened, and it was just like I don't know. To me, it was just it it's jump scares are a release of tension and so this released tension when i thought it it really shouldn't have been when it should have sustained the tension basically so overall i really enjoyed this it's creepy it's intense it's heartfelt and it's it's really kind of what i wanted and more thematically too it's really interesting and good thematically too this is this is like what i wanted and and more out of this movie and i am very happy with my experience with the black phone and uh, if if you if you like this kind of horror thriller kind of movie then i would definitely recommend this one does it work not since i was a kid i'll scream i'll scratch your face this face daddy i had a dream about it what happened in your dream he was taken. By a man with black balloons? Yes. We never released those details. The Black Phone is rated R for violence, bloody images, language, and some drug use. I would give it a four out of five stars on the enjoyability scale. Hang up the phone! The tree, the door, the gate. I'd never seen it before except in my dream. You don't have much time.
All right, now it's time to talk about some pro-life movies. Now, I'm doing this because uh, Roe versus Wade, the, the court decision that ended up killing over 60 million babies, has been overturned. And it's going to save a lot of babies. It doesn't mean abortion has been outlawed in America. There's still a lot of forward progression to go in that area in America. But but this was a massive, massive step in this direction that I did not expect anytime soon. Like, I never really expected to see this happen. And then seeing this happen, it just... It's, it's so exciting. This is, honestly, this is like, this is one of the biggest human rights things to, to happen in my lifetime. And I, I would argue in American history, honestly, like I, I guess depending on especially where this ends up going, but this is extremely, extremely exciting. Let's get to these movies that I'm excited to talk about here. So this is a kind of a weird collection of movies. Uh, some of these you may, uh, listen to me talk about and go is that really a pro-life movie and uh so i'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to explain all my uh, my meanings here of the pro-life movie because some of these some of these are like mainline hollywood type movies uh some of whom like you know would the creators behind it talk about it being pro-life or not maybe maybe not uh but I'm going to explain my reasoning for including it in this list. Then I got some Christian movies in there. I got some documentaries in there as well. Let's let's talk about some uh, runner-ups here real quick. So just an example of a of some uh, some Hollywood type movies that have some pro-life themes in it. Something like Hellboy 2: The Golden Army. Not a movie that you think of when you think of a pro-life movie, right? Like it's not what I thought of right away, but then I I remember an aspect of the movie, and that is the the aspect of the movie that Hellboy's gonna have a kid, right? So his Liz is pregnant in that movie, and then he, you know, Hellboy doesn't know, and then at a, a crucial moment in the movie when when Hellboy's kind of dying, and he's just kind of like, ugh, you know, he's kind of done. And then Liz says, hey, no, I'm pregnant. And he's like, what? I'm going to be a father. And it's, it's, uh, I guess it's kind of this moment. It's this kind of thing where he goes, oh my goodness, here, this, this gives me a reason to live. Cause he's on kind of the edge. He's like dying kind of, and this kind of gives him that motivation. It gives him, him having a baby and there being a, a baby, he's a father. It gives him that motivation to, to keep going and to keep living. So that's an example of one where, honestly, that's just kind of a slice of the movie. That's not the whole movie. The ones that actually are on my list is more of the the uh, whole big movie kind of thing for the most part. So, so you got like that. You got like Man of Steel. Remember at the beginning of Man of Steel when uh, Clark Kent is the first natural birth on Krypton in however many years, like a long time, because all the other babies are like grown in womb tombs outside the, the, you know, outside of women's bodies, you know, and just, it's all this gross, weird thing, and that's ultimately kind of the thing that destroyed the planet, and, and the, the fact that, uh, that, that he was born, that Kalel, that, uh, Superman was born a natural birth from a woman is like this, uh, this special kind of virtuous kind of thing portrayed in this movie, I think is a very, uh, pro-life kind of idea, even though for the most part, you know, like, I don't know what Zack Snyder would have to say as far as that goes, but... 
but sometimes, honestly, sometimes I, what I think this is, and what I think maybe with some of these movies here, like maybe with Hellboy or maybe with Man of Steel here, is that even if that person not is not specifically pro-life, sometimes uh, truth will come out in music, in, in movies and media and stuff anyway. Like, truth will come out because we live in a world of truth. We live in a world that God created of definites and of truth. And so sometimes... Uh, truth will come out of a movie that has a bad message or truth will come out in a in a movie of someone that doesn't necessarily value the unborn life but then uh you know he can see the world around him and see people valuing the the baby that's in the womb and kind of have that included in a movie if not even that's explicitly what he meant with the movie you know what I mean and I, and that's kind of what I think is going on more or less with like Hellboy or something like that I have no idea what Del Toro thinks about that aspect of it uh getting maybe more specifically to something that is actively pro-life uh, a movie like Bella a movie like October Baby uh these are both uh pro-life uh, Christian pro-life movies. The reason I don't include these on the list is because, honestly, I don't really remember them at this point. Uh, I watched them back in the day when they came out, and I, I don't remember them very well at this point. Not enough to really talk about them too much, other than to say both of these are uh, very much pro-life uh, kind of movies made by Christians, and so, you know, whatever you think of that. See, my thing with the Christian-made movies is that oftentimes they put the message above the story of the movie and that kind of messes up the whole movie as a whole so you don't end up liking the movie even though it has a good message to say i can't confirm either way if that's how these movies are uh but because mostly just because i don't remember them but they are very much the pro-life ones so i thought i should probably mention that one okay one more when i was kind of researching trying to find some movies the on this list and stuff trying to try to figure out more movies and stuff one that came up that i thought was really interesting was The Island. Now, again, this is, we're all preambled before we get to the list here. <laughs> the Island. And I was like, how in the world is The Island a pro-life movie? It's like, that has nothing to do with babies. That has nothing to do with kids or anything of that nature. But if you know what The Island is about, The Island is about clones. They clone people to use their organs to, uh, to, for people out in the real world. And so... What, what I saw online somebody saying is that The Island is like a, a pro-life movie in the sense that it is, you're viewing basically from like the baby's perspective, the baby is being viewed as disposable and then their body parts can be used for something else, which is something that happens in abortion. And so it's, it's almost like they're the babies and then uh, through, you know, and, and they would have been killed and disposed of and nobody would have really thought much about them and that just would have been that even though they're real and they're alive and they're, you know, they don't want to die you know and then they are born quote unquote and they go out into the real world and they can see you know what's going on out in the real world I, I, I guess I thought that's a imperfect but a very interesting analogy to like a, a pro-life idea so I, I you know again is, is Michael Bay thinking about this when he makes it I doubt it but uh that's interesting so my number 10 getting into the actual list here my number 10 is one this one is probably the most uh roundabout as far as uh, the, the pro-life message in here, but the Terminator movies, specifically the first Terminator movie where Sarah Connor 
throughout the course of the movie, she doesn't have a baby, and then, no, spoilers for Terminator, this, you know, okay. Uh, so, throughout the course of the movie, she becomes pregnant with the savior of the world, with the guy that's gonna come and defeat the, the evil robots that rise up in the future. And so the whole world, the whole fate of the, the world is all pinned on this one unborn baby at the end of that movie where she's going off into the sunset pregnant, uh, you know, with this extremely valuable child. And the people coming back in time to, to, to save her, to save her, valuable unborn child you know it's it's very it's a and also the idea that the child could do anything you know you don't know who this child is you don't know you know what if uh there there are individual people that will like change the world or something right so there's there are individual people that if that person didn't exist if that person was killed before he was born you know the world would be a different place now and so you know the the idea there in the terminator movies is taking that to an ultra extreme of if you know john connor wasn't didn't exist or wasn't in the womb there at the end of that movie the the whole world would be destroyed and the terminators would win right and so that kind of uh pro-life idea packed into a movie that is not not a movie that I would necessarily describe as oh that's the, the pro life movie or anything of that nature. So like as far as it being on a top ten list, this is probably my favorite movie on this list because I love the Terminator movies. That said, it's lower down on the list because it is maybe a little bit more looser of a connection, but I still definitely think there is that kind of truth, there is that kind of idea, whether intended or not, that kind of idea does shine through a little bit, especially in that first movie. All right, number nine, I'm going to have a couple documentaries here, three documentaries, and I just put them all right here in a row. Number nine, exploitation. Uh, what this movie is about is about all of the frozen embryos that are out there that have not been, that have been implanted like they're put together so they're a actual frozen embryo of a little human and they are off frozen in a freezer somewhere this this i seen this quite a while back i seen this whenever it came out i think i went and seen this in theaters this is the first time i really had ever heard of this where like like scientists or doctors or whomever will put the two you know will put the pieces together the egg and everything together so and to make the baby and then they'll freeze them and then they will uh you know sell them to parents essentially and uh implant them in the mother so that they can be born and it's this kind of horrible system where they have so so many extra eggs so many extra living frozen babies that are stored in a freezer somewhere and there is tons like there's there's so many and dating way back there are literally unborn babies that are older than me you know, and it's this whole very bizarre, screwed up system. And the system, it's like you got to save these babies, right? You have to, you know, the you can't just leave them like this. This is inhumane. And so you have to save these babies. But then when you're paying for these babies, it's kind of funding the furthering of this system, you know, of this system of them putting them together and then selling them and that whole kind of screwed up system. Very strange, very inhumane some stuff some of the stuff going on here but also a a area of need of babies that are frozen that need to be born and need to have families and stuff and it's 
it's all very screwed up and weird. And uh, if if this interests you, I'd recommend checking out Exploitation. It's like exploitation, but with egg at the beginning. So exploitation. Number eight. We got the drop box. Now this is, I guess this is this is pro-life in the sense that it is after the baby is already born. Uh, the drop box is about a pastor who uh, discovered a baby that was thrown in the trash, and so he took the baby in. So what this this uh, what this pastor did is that he created a drop box that said, if you're going to throw your baby away and most likely kill them in that way, instead of doing that put them in the drop box, and we will take care of them. So the, the mothers will go in, they'll stick them in the, the drop box, which it's like a mailbox kind of thing, and they close it, and then the, the pastor on the inside, and then eventually some of the people that he's working with with this whole project, uh, takes the baby and, and raises them, and it kind of started an orphanage in that way. It's, it's very tragic, it's very sad, but also kind of... Uh, uplifting and, and kind of a, a happy, like, kind of a little bit positive uh, message in there of, of them saving the babies, but also of them, uh, of of the mothers trying to get rid of the babies there, too. Again, a, a very interesting documentary there. Number seven. Okay, the final documentary. If you don't want to hear about documentaries, we only got one more to go here. Uh, number seven, Gosnell, The Trial of America's Biggest Serial Killer. Apparently they made a, a actual movie, like a, a movie version of this, not just a documentary. I've only seen the documentary. I didn't even know there was like a actual like dramatized movie version of this until I was looking up this movie specifically for this this podcast. So Gosnell, the, the Trial of America's Biggest Serial Killer, this is about a trial of an abortionist who was... Uh, absolutely horrible. I mean, all, all abortionists are, I mean, it is what it is. They, they murder babies for a living. That is straight up evil. So all abortionists are evil, but this one, this one, you know, uh, having babies born alive and then killing them and stuff like that. Absolutely horrible. He only ended up really getting convicted for a couple of the baby's deaths, but from from what the the people on the inside say, the the nurses and some of those you know the other people that worked there say is that this was like a common occurrence and this happened all the time. And ultimately, they only got him convicted on like two or three of the baby's deaths, but it was just. It, absolutely awful and and you know uh, aborting babies way past the the time limit that you're supposed to and just all this stuff really really awful very dark very grotesque um but definitely shines a uh, a light into the darkness of the abortionists some of the abortionist clinics and this very very appalling one especially all right that's those are the documentaries there uh okay we got a hollywood movie here uh children of men okay this movie is absolutely fascinating this movie is about the world has gone infertile, basically, and uh, so there hasn't been any babies born in like 15 years or like an insane period of time, and, and like people think that this is just this is just it, where this is the end of humanity, and then suddenly this one girl 
is pregnant and the Clive Owens, the main character, is trying to get this girl, you know, from one point of the country to another point in the country and people are seeing her and just freaking out. Some are trying try to kill her. There's like a cult that is trying to kill her and then there's others that are trying to protect her and it is just... It's such a powerful movie. It's such a fascinating movie. And it is like such a movie that has such a big focus on the value of the unborn life, you know, the value of the child and what a blessing this child is. And when people, you know, it, it goes to the, the ultimate extreme of there hasn't been any babies born in years. Nobody's even like seen a real baby in years because there just isn't one. The old, you know, the youngest person is in his teens or whatever, you know, and this is this kind of insane, insane idea that, that, but it's, it's, it really kind of shines the light on just how precious the babies are and how precious even the unborn baby is, is that when people say, oh my goodness, this lady is pregnant. It's like that they're, they, they just awe and kind of reverence of that in this movie on display is uh, very well done, very fascinating, makes for a very interesting and intriguing story all the way through. I, I really enjoyed Children of Men and definitely a very positive outlook, positive view on the, the unborn child. Number five, Unplanned. So we're back to a couple Christian movies here. So uh, Unplanned is a movie about a a, a lady that was a, a, the head of one of the uh, an abortion clinic, a uh, Planned Parenthood, I believe, clinic, and she was she was a Christian and she was a part of that and you know her her family's like this is wrong you can't do this and she's like no I'm I'm helping them I'm helping the mothers and so this is it's kind of a very in some ways sympathetic take on the the doctors because it's showing her from the perspective of a doctor and still being her Christian faith and then she sees this is based on a true story by the way and then she sees actually like visually sees what happens how the baby reacts when the abortion happens and she sees the baby viscerally react to the to what is happening as the baby is getting destroyed and sucked out and it's all disturbing and gross and nasty she had never seen that because she's she always thought that oh the baby doesn't feel anything because it's not you know it's it's not so it makes it okay and all this kind of stuff she had all these kind of blocks in her head from what she understood abortion to be even though she got to the top of a like a planned parenthood she was like one of the leaders in that and then kind of discovering and realizing how evil and messed up this terrible this this thing that she's been so heavily involved in for so long in and then coming out of that and then trying to uh be pro-life and coming out of that and and you know going up kind of against that clinic and stuff and then she kind of showing how that stuff is evil uh it's a it's a powerful story and it's a you know and, and for a christian movie i think it's a fairly well made one it's it's one that if you don't like christian movies at all generally speaking i don't know if this is gonna be the one to change your mind but i think this is one of the more well-made ones number four 
<laughs> is this cheating? I have the nativity story. Uh, this movie is all about a pregnant woman and her uh, precious son who happens to be the savior of the world, Jesus. You know, so, it's not <laughs> so is, this, is this cheating to say this is a good pro-life movie? Nah, I don't think so. Again, I think this is one of the better of the Christian movies and it's all about the, uh, the, the pregnancy, basically. The pregnancy up to birth is basically basically where that movie ends. Maybe it's a bit of a cheat because, you know, the baby's Jesus, but, but I think it fits nicely on this list. All right, so the top three, I got three mainstream Hollywood movies. And again, with, with like all of these, I don't know what the creators would necessarily say, but I think all of these have strong pro-life themes in them. Number three, Arrival, the alien movie where she goes up and she's trying to communicate with the aliens and the aliens have these weird ink blots that she figures out and is like trying to figure all this stuff out. Interesting alien invasion movie. I'm going to have to spoil this movie, okay? Some spoilers for Arrival if you haven't seen it. Okay, here we go. So spoilers for Arrival. Uh, the throughout the whole movie, as you're you're going through the movie, she she's always having these flashbacks. So she's you know going up meeting these aliens and stuff, but then she'll have these flashbacks of her and this guy. I think it was Jeremy Renner's character. Her and Jeremy Renner are together. They have a baby and the the baby is sickly and then the baby ends up dying and it causes all this, you know, very extreme pain and uh, it ends up separating the two of them. And so, you know, it's it's like this this very hard, very strenuous, very like kind of labored and difficult uh, life of this this little baby that that doesn't end up living very long and then once you get to closer to the end of the movie you discover that these are not flashbacks these are flash forward because we're doing this weird timey-wimey thing and so these are flash forwards into her future and then so at that point in the movie she knows that if she gets together with uh jeremy renner here she is going to have this baby, and this baby is going to be sickly. This baby is, you know, by by a lot of definitions, is not going to have the best life because this baby is going to be in pain, is going to be sickly, and then is going to end up dying. And then that's going to, you know, cause them so much pain, and that is going to drive their relationship apart. So it's, it's going to cause all this pain and what would the abortionist tell you? What would the Planned Parenthood tell you would be the solution to that? Is you abort the child, you get rid of the baby, and then none of that pain will happen. But she decides to go through with it. She decides that the baby is worth it. She decides that the baby's life is worth it. And she goes through with it. And she gets together with Jeremy Renner. They have the child. And it all kind of happens. Even though and it happens and it's really hard and all this kind of stuff. But it was worth it because the, the child was worth it ultimately. A really kind of surprisingly powerful pro-life message packed into this alien invasion flick here. That was that's, that's pretty cool. Honestly, pretty cool. Number two. I got The Quiet Place. A Quiet Place. Okay, so this one, it, I've heard a lot of people, when talking about A Quiet Place, talk about why did they decide to have a baby? 
You know, like how much risk does that cause? How much danger does that bring to the family? Like, like how much, you know, pain and, and danger and stuff is this going to cause if you're going to have a baby in these kind of, in this kind of world, you know? But again, that's the abortionist's type of perspective i've heard even heard christians talk about that this way too by the way uh, th but again this is like the abortionist perspective this is like oh the pain or the 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 potential risk or, or any of that stuff is not worth it we're gonna cut that life off and remove the child kill the child whereas they decided oh you know and they never explicitly say why they are having the baby or whatever but they ultimately they decided that it was worth it that to have the baby no matter the risk that that brings to the mother you know when she's having the baby and she's screaming and they're the noise-based monsters right this is like it's this very kind of strong pro-life they like this this is worth it this is worth the risks this is worth worth you know any of this stuff that that potentially could happen it's worth it because this baby is worth it and then you know when they got the baby and it's just such this you know precious little baby you know and it's just again it's it's such a kind of powerful pro-life pro-family kind of message that is just so very strong and powerful coming out of a Hollywood movie. It's like, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's really good. Last one, number one, I got Malignant. Okay, this movie, this is a fairly recent movie, a horror movie. If you haven't seen Malignant, I, I guess I'm gonna have to spoil this movie. You should definitely watch Malignant. This movie is awesome. If you like horror movies, this movie is awesome. If you like weird creature feature kind of creepy weirdness, this movie is awesome. If you like an amazing action sequence, this movie has one. Uh, but this movie, I was really surprised watching this movie at just how pro-life that this movie is immediately at the beginning of the movie there is the the main character is talking to her boyfriend husband i don't remember quite about a baby that they lost in the past and it was a they they miscarried the baby immediately i i kind of notice how they're talking about this baby and they're talking about the baby as a baby they refer to it as a baby they they talk about it as if it's a person as if it's alive like it is because it's a baby right it's just not born yet and immediately that kind of strikes me because so often people will kind of talk about babies in the womb as fetuses or something like that to kind of distance themselves from the idea that it's actually a human and that it's actually a baby immediately in this movie i notice that kind of difference that stark reality of them talking about they lost their baby while it was still in the womb and then throughout the course of the movie as you discover what in the world is this bizarre gabriel thing that is haunting her and you discover this was also a unwanted person that they wanted to cut out of her it was her uh, like twin or whatever so again spoilers here you should really watch this movie this movie is awesome but it's her twin co-joined twin to her and it's another quote-unquote unwanted person a person not deemed worthy and so they try to chop that off her and get rid of that human because that human is making her life worse and that kind of stuff 
but then this is kind of the the revenge story for the aborted child kind of idea you know they're like we're gonna cut out the cancer again referring to this kid this other gabriel character as cancer referring it to something as subhuman not human which is what abortion clinics and and abortion people do when they're referring to babies because they don't want to actually acknowledge the fact that it is a baby and then this is something that comes back and haunts you know the main character this is something that comes back and haunts the doctors this is something that comes back and haunts all these people because it's this terrible thing that they did and then also it turns out he's not dead and he's crazy and he wants to kill everybody so i mean there is kind of that that too he, he is kind of terrible but it is this very kind of surprisingly shockingly pro-life stance coming out of this horror movie that i was just absolutely not expecting this out of very fascinating very cool and i just i absolutely love this movie personally i think it's it's super cool and crazy and wacky and weird and really really good if you want to hear me go into more detail uh when i reviewed it i reviewed it obviously way closer to when i initially saw it so i have a lot more of the specific details and stuff in my head and i ran through a lot of that stuff in the review so go back and listen to my malignant review i i think that's a a pretty good review and i think that it's a fantastic movie and a really surprisingly good pro-life message in there what do you think do you agree with me do you agree with me with these hollywood movies i'm talking about how they got some of these pro-life messages in here do you agree with that do you agree with the nativity story being on this list what do you think what are are some of your favorite pro-life movies and stuff helix reviews podcast at gmail.com let me know what you think and that is it for this time. Till next time, this is David Arrington, Helix Reviews Podcast, signing off. Bye-bye, guys.